0: Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. I am really excited to continue my conversation with Sylvie Hujassian today, where we are exploring attachment and everything that has to do with attachment. And this is such a big topic for people, so I'm really glad that you're following along with us this week. Today, we are going to dive into boundaries and what that's like for someone who has a more avoidant attachment style. And if you want to do more of a deep dive on attachment, I definitely suggest taking Sylvie's course. You can find that course at www.createthelove.com attachment. Okay, let's dive in. Happy Thursday, everyone. We are going to jump into our next listener question today about attachment styles. And today's question is, what kind of boundaries help avoidance stay accountable, but also feel safe enough to re-engage with me? Oh my
1: gosh, this is a really, really beautiful, incredible and unique question. And, you know, for people that are able to utilize boundaries pretty fluidly and pretty easily. This might be like, hmm, this is interesting, but it's this question is so perfect for someone that has strong avoidant tendencies. And so one of the things to keep in mind in this question is that understanding that going from your alone time, from your solo time to connection time for someone that has strong avoidant tendencies is going to be really difficult. And that is because you are used to auto-regulation. You are used to really regulating your emotions on your own own. Co-regulating with someone else can be really difficult. So just having awareness that that is difficult and it makes sense that it's difficult for you is so huge so that you're not shaming yourself so that you're not being like, well, why, what's wrong with me? Why do other people, you know, do this so much more easily? No, it makes perfect sense when you haven't had a lot of that emotional engagement growing up. So that's first and foremost. So just know that in those moments when you are going from alone time to connection time, to just self-soothe, to anticipate that, to prepare yourself. Like, okay, we're gonna probably have a little bit of a rough entry going in, but I could do this. Like, again, that self-talk. And also how can you create a soft bridge into connecting? You know, one of the things, you know, my partner has shared with me that he has a lot of strong avoidant tendencies, which he's very honest and open about publicly. And for me, like sometimes after work, I just wanna like jump on him and I just wanna play. and I'm like going to my characters. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like, he has me do like certain things like, you know, tickle him or just like really light massage to help him get back into his body and reconnect. And I'm realizing now that I'm not doing that as much as I should be doing to help him. <laughs> but of course, this is the story of our lives, right? But something to help if you're you know, this is for people in your life to also know about you. Hey, you know, when I come back after I've been at work all day, you know, just be mindful that it takes me a little to re-enter that. So I don't know if that's necessarily a boundary conversation, but it kind of is because you're telling people what you need in order to stay engaged, but also it helps you clarify your limits and what your capacity is, right? You can't go from zero to hundred in a way someone else might. Another thing I would say is creating connection rituals. So, so that it helps you stay accountable to your friendships and your partners, whoever you're in a relationship with, because it's so easy for you to go internal in your own world. Maybe you get really fixated and you know, you're so good at your work mode, which is beautiful, but coming back to, you know, checking in with other people might not come as naturally to you. So what are some literally practical things you can commit to this week? I'm going to reach out to three friends this week or start with one or two, and I'm going to make that initiation. I'm going to be the one to reach out. And this is part of going to, be part of my routine from now on. And starting to again, you know, share your vulnerability in those small ways so that you're starting to build your tolerance in a way that you are not overdoing it, honoring those boundaries, but still doing it. So it's like a very paradoxical response that I'm giving, but really it's both. Like they can both be done together. Boundaries is what allows us to re-engage and have connections with other people.